Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. Welcome to part two of the tea on fueling your body to health with my special guest, Jaja Porter, plant-based triathlete, restaurateur, military wife, mom, and author. And she'll be sharing more with us about her plant-based restaurant, how she incorporates her diet into her lifestyle, and how she continues to encourage others through community of the sport, as well as with her new book. So stay tuned. I'll pivot sort of a little bit. What would you say has been the toughest race that you've ever done? And and how did you power through that particular race? I'm sure this one was tough for sure for, you know, that set of reasons. I feel like Cosimo might've been the toughest because though I would have liked to go there to compete, I had to remind myself that it's okay not to be okay. And that though I was in the middle of a competition, I was there for a particular purpose and I had to remember my why. My why was to finish. I didn't have a particular time goal. I didn't go there saying, you know, I was going to kill it on this leg and I wanted to finish, you know, the swim, bike or run at a certain time. I honestly just wanted to get to the finish line. I wanted to enjoy the experience. And so I, I felt that I was kind of battling myself a little bit mentally. It was mentally hard. I cried at the beginning of the start, you know, just trying to focus, remembering that, you know, I put my mom in that space and I I put her on the side, her ashes on the side of the Island where it was the toughest. So that once I got there, I could remember why I was out there. And that though things are going to be hard from here on out, not having my mom, that, you know, I could do anything, I can do hard things. And so I think that one was mentally tough. Plus I was a little out of shape because I was talking to her about doing it while I was sitting with her on the couch. (laughs) It's very easy to commit to something that's a few months away when you're just sitting down talking. Um, and I couldn't train like I would have liked to, because sometimes I would come home from a long run and she'd be walking around and stumble. And I didn't want the kids to find her on the floor. So it was kind of difficult to do that race, knowing that I wasn't at my top shape and I was mentally drained, but I think because I remembered why I was there and what my purpose was, you know, I, I held on to that, to complete that journey. So I think that was the toughest, not because of the course, but because it just takes a lot of mental toughness to compete like that when you're not completely okay. Right, right. That's a a perfect example. One of the things that I teach clients is regarding mind-body balance and the concept of the interconnectedness of your your mindset, your mental health, uh, along with your nutrition, as well as how you move your body and how all of those things are interconnected into achieving health and wellness and even sustainable health. You talked about the fact that 
your your fitness wasn't at the top tier that you you know you would have liked it to be or what it typically was but you continue to eat the healthy foods that you eat in your mindset you had already you know you had your why and your motivation there and even with your base level of fitness so having those that balance between those key components showed that importance and just your ability to be able to achieve and get to that finish get to get to the start line first of all and even get through to that finish line so that's amazing. Just showing that example of, of how that interconnectedness really works for an individual. One of the other things that I like to focus on with this podcast is health disparities in educating individuals uh, regarding improving our health and access to health care and those things. One of the paragraphs in your book was regarding health disparities for people of color. So can you just elaborate for us on how you feel proper nutrition can help generations of color to prevent chronic disease? Yeah. So one of the things that was really difficult for me when the pandemic first hit is that I noticed that people of color were dying at a significant rate. And there were several areas in which, you know, sometimes we call it food deserts where um, access to um, fresh foods and, you know, fresh vegetables and fresh fruits just weren't available in some areas. And um, I definitely wasn't able to, you know, travel to certain places, but, you know, just right in my backyard off of West Boulevard was an area where a local supermarket wasn't available. And that's where I decided to put Exposed Vegan, a plant-based restaurant. I found there that some people came to the restaurant just for some fresh spinach. There wasn't a supermarket in walking distance. So if you didn't have a car, you didn't have access to fresh fruit and vegetables and there were many that were suffering from something could be considered as preventable diseases, or they were just letting me know, you know, I'm pre-diabetic and I need to do better. My pressure is high. Sometimes the restaurant was feeling as if it was a beauty shop or barber salon mm-hmm. but, um, because uh, people would come in and tell us everything that was going on with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a very limited menu to start off with, but we expanded it to help people their diet. And uh, we found in several months, people would come back and say, you know, my doctor said this, I've improved my health in this way. And without them having access to that or having the local education that, you know, things could have went in the other direction. So I'm really thankful that I was able to pull, you know, a few employees together to create an area and to help educate many people that were suffering at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome. Right. It, and that's funny you say that, you know, they would come in and kind of tell you all of their problems. But I feel like, you know, those I think people- I had to text you a couple of times. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. But I I feel like, you know, I applaud you too, because whatever you're, you know, you were telling them in your message is that you are promoting health and that, you know, the food that you are offering to them is food that's going to make them feel good and feel better and, you know, have better health. And you weren't the local fast food place on the corner that's, you know, just going to give them something cheap and, you know, (laughs) just to get by, but you were actually giving them health. Uh, And so I feel like, you know, that would be why they felt comfortable telling you those things. So, yeah. That's great. And then 
again, you know, I have to ask, so with all that you've been training for long course, you've been mom, wife, daughter, doing all the things, what inspired you to write a book in the midst of all of that? You know, you know, in, in running, I guess all over the world, um, cause now I've done a marathon in South Africa and in Greece, I guess I can say that now that so many asked me about the food in the restaurant and recipes and, you know, trying to ship plant-based meals that don't have any preservatives. It was just hard for me to reach people. And I mentioned that to my mom, honestly, when, you know, I wanted to document the journey of opening the restaurant and everything that I was doing as an athlete, it's just, I just didn't find it what people would consider as normal. Even though I've met so many like yourself, we consider it normal, like why not? But to so many others, it just wasn't normal to them. So I thought, you know, I really need to document it. And then there were just so many people that I just couldn't connect with just being there on West Boulevard that I wanted to, you know, just share the recipes, like why not? Um, so that I could help people beyond the Charlotte, North Carolina area. So, you know, why not document it? And my mom, while she was sick, you know, we were in the hospital and she was like, okay, blah, 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 like hurry up and, you know, publish it. But like, what's taking you so long? Even if you don't have everything there, that's what, you know, another version is for. So I was able to get everything down on paper that I thought would help someone. And even if I could help just one individual recognize that, you know, they have it within them and what I had to go through the peaks and valleys of it and just share the recipes. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health, and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless. So join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. When I competed in two full Ironman back-to-back six days apart as a plant-based athlete, I wanted to share that journey with others when I did um, Chattanooga and um, Indiana six days apart. Um, So many people said that, you know, you can't do this unless you do you know, eat steak or, you know, you don't have enough protein. And I'm just not a talker like that, even though I'm talking now, I just find us demonstrating them and showing them what we do can prove the point. And so I wanted to make sure I wrote all of that down. And so I just wanted to help people um, more, you know, not just at not just the local level. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And and even more amazing for those that don't know, Jaja didn't just go pick any old <laughs> Iron Man's to do. She picked Chattanooga as one of her <laughs> back-to-backs, which actually has an extra four miles on top of all those miles we previously discussed. <laughs> sure. I was so glad you came out here to see it. <laughs> <I'm so sorry. laughs> oh. 
Oh gosh. So just, you know, it's power in those plants, you know, just Mm -hmm. shows you that, you know, all of that proper feeling that you did to get to that start line and throughout, you know, it it just had you fueled up and ready to go. And I had beet juice waiting for me in a cooler in the car as soon as it was over. Like that totally to drive to the next one. So I, mm-hmm. I loaded myself up and like had the same, everything that's in my cookbook. I ate yeah. everything that was in there yeah. to get for the next one. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in beets too. I mean, even when I was training long course, it, I, same, I, I had beet juice or beet smoothie or beet something every day of the week because it, <laughs> it really does, you know, it, you can tell the difference, you know, before you start using beets and after with how much less inflammation you get, you're not yeah. as fatigued afterwards and sore, you know, as much of yeah. that soreness is not there. And so, yeah, you definitely can feel that, that difference uh, with those beets for sure. Now, another thing that I like that's resonated throughout your book and that you've spoken a little bit about here already is the power of community. You know, one of the things that we know about community is that when we when we have a sense of community and we have community support, whatever that community looks like, you know, a lot of us found virtual community through the pandemic. A lot of us have people physically there as a community for us, helps us to achieve more so with our goals. So how has having a community inspired you I mean, I, I started it, um, you know, this journey because I saw so many women that look like me in our community. One of the first that I saw complete a triathlon, well, at least she was um, doing a relay was Dawn Davis Calhoun, the diet of cancer. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I saw her on her bike, pigtails, red hair. And I was like, I think I could do that. And she was a member of Black Girls Run, which I'm also an ambassador for. And all these organizations where I just saw women that looked like me, women of all different nationalities just coming together in the endurance sport, whether they had children or single, like just all walks of life. And we just supported each other. And whether it was in person, because in Charlotte, there are so many great communities here between the Black Triathletes Association, Black Girls Run, RIPE, Realizing Your Full Potential, Try It For Life, so many groups of men and women, um, Black Men Run, because they've supported my restaurant significantly. Just the way we've supported each other has been amazing. And I've been able to share that with my children, like for them to see that this is how we support each other and this is how we build each other up. There's so much that you can kind of see on the news that may be negative to see that in person, the positivity of that, that that it's huge. It's huge for your mental health. And then for many of those and all those different groups, they've supported my restaurant significantly and everything that I set the mission for just that area on West Boulevard to bring people out for them to see all different walks of life, walking and cycling and you know, eating the right things, it's really pushed me to even go past West Boulevard and, you know, even go on the West Coast and, you know, be a member of Outspoken. So, and expanding my community with that. So, you know, just developing that sense of community and being a part of, you know, strong people that are looking to do great things, I think just makes you a better person. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I can, you know, totally agree there. I will say the same when I started out running uh, Black Girls Run was for sure a, a definitely, you know, a big part of that and a big motivator just to have other individuals who looked like you and who were all different shapes and sizes, but had this, you know, common goal of that. We're just going to get out there and move. And community does play a huge part um, of that. So yeah, thank you. It led you to opening your restaurant at the time that you did? Well, honestly, I was following you and oh. <laughs> um, I, I was trying to help my kids understand what was going on with the pandemic, you know, why they needed to wear masks and everything they were doing. And I think you held a webinar that me and the kids watched in the kitchen and I was trying to help them to understand. And I think that it helped them to see you, you know, it's one thing to see things on the news. Yeah. No, yeah. it's sweet news and right. um, let them know that you were a friend of mine and they listened to everything that you said. They're like, mom, like we really got to, you know, make sure that we're watching what we're eating, washing our hands, wearing a mask. And it was all the things that you said that I honestly had just said, <laughs> but it wasn't until <laughs> an actual doctor yep. say it through right. a that they actually believed it, you know, whatever. Um, but after that, oh, I, was, I get it. Before, uh, even for my own kids, sometimes uh, I have to show them another doctor because they don't doctor. believe me. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad it worked. Um, but then after that, I was like, well, what role do I have in all this? There has to be something that I can do to help people. Like I admired everything that you were doing every day, everything that your husband was doing to make sure that you were safe. And, you know, you'd come into the house and I, I literally read everything, every post <laughs> that your husband posted about like putting things in the garage and your scrubs. Right. And I'm like, gosh, we're sitting at the house playing ping pong. <laughs> like there's something <laughs> else that we could be doing. So that's when I was like, well, you know, I can cook. So I, you know, I've often have these little YouTube videos where me and my son were making food that was before I was vegan and I would post, you know, well, here's some things that I'm making at home. And so many friends were overwhelmed by it. Like I thought I was helping. And the response was just like, we just can't cook like that. We, you know, chopping all those things are difficult for me. I just don't enjoy that. And it, it was a lot of people that were local. Like, can I pay you and give you money and then come pick it up from the house? And I was like, I feel like some of that is illegal. Like I'd really need <laughs> And I don't want to embarrass my family. You know, I'll be the person who's on the news being right. out, having a legal kitchen during the pandemic. You know, they make a bigger thing out of it. But then I found a location where I could have a truck and a storefront at the same time. So that's why I thought, you know, this will be the best thing. I can take it out of my house. It would be safe, you know, because it was still, we were still in the middle of a pandemic. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't bring, you know, a lot of things into the house and kept my family safe. But that I could also do my part in the pandemic by giving back to our community, being to educate people with the foods that they eat since I had already changed my diet. And so um, it actually started with you. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't do the same things that you were doing because I'm not going back to medical school, but I can cook. And so that's when I decided that I really wanted to open a restaurant. That's awesome. That's so awesome. And I, I love being the, the vehicle for positive change. So. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. But I, you know, I like how you, 
you know, your friends came to you and asked you to do these things. And you're like, you know what? Well, I'm just going to solve this problem and open an entire restaurant. Here you go. You can come and get this food and eat better. Never so. worked in a restaurant before, had no idea. But like you said, we have access to the internet and mm-hmm. YouTube and masterclass. Like there's so many ways for you to get educated. I mean, I had to take a couple other courses. Um, yeah. But like to get started, you know, we have the power right on our computer. So right. I we use do. that. Yeah. Yeah. To get yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, we, we have the power with, with the right motivation and mindset that we can, we can do a lot of things. We can do wonderful things. And it's just all about the, the get up and go of it all, you know, and, and the want for it. You um, open the brick and mortar store, but you also have the food truck, correct? And so yeah. how are you utilizing the food truck? Yeah, so I am actually moving away from having the brick and mortar. I really want to get out more. Um, I want to do more workshops. And so I have a food truck. I've had it for over a year now, just about a year now. And I'm using that to um, have more activities within the community. So instead of me expecting everyone to come to me, I am going to have two events a month going into 2023 and hosting several workshops, participating in several races. I partnered just this past year with uh, several race directors, and it was very successful. Um, I've had facilitated two races myself, an Exposed Vegan 5K and a Juneteenth event. Both were very successful. One was a 5K, another, the other was a 5K and a bike ride. And I just found, you know, getting out in the community, I can make a bigger impact. And so I'm using that to just get out to people, people that don't always have access to get to where I was so that I could reach them. And so this is just my way, I think, of continuing to give back, continuing to educate and just helping people um, eat the right things. Because what you put in your mouth is so impactful. Yeah. Awesome. And so what's the best selling item at the restaurant? I say first it was the loaded sweet potatoes. Um, mm. People were surprised at how full they could get from that. Actually had a couple of celebrities that came to the restaurant, which I didn't realize. Um, Stephanie Mills was there all the time to oh, get a- awesome. I know, I was always excited yeah. when I finally got to meet her. Um, yeah. She always had to come in and get those. So that, that was a favorite. And, you know, there are more celebrities, you know, going plant-based or even, yeah. you know, at least speaking about it and, and trying it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So several would come, you know, just off the airport and get their loaded sweet potato. So that was a favorite, the Thelma Bowl that I talked about originally. And then the juices, whenever people wanted to, they considered it a detox or a cleanse. I just consider it, you know, getting the veggies in your system faster and moving right. out faster, but the cool carrot and, um, which is the carrot juice and the love line juice were, um, a top seller and a favorite. And then my son's vegan chocolate chip cookies, people would travel sure. wherever <laughs> I was coming somewhere. I get a call. Can you please bring some of these cookies? So um, I'd have the cookie man help me, uh, my son, uh, to make several uh, chocolate chip cookies. So yeah, those were the favorites. Yeah, I I know we were the recipients of uh, some race day (laughs) (laughs) delivery (laughs) from Exposed Vegan, which we enjoyed it all. (laughs) For sure. So yes, yes, we love the race day service. (laughs) Oh, gosh. 
And also now as a restaurateur and plant-based mom, so what healthy holiday dishes would you recommend for a family meal? Or what are some of those things that are typically on your, your family table for holiday meals? You know, I'd say like, I'm, I'm still doing like the typical dishes. Um, I'm just not adding meat to them. But I also like in my cookbook, sometimes you want everybody else to like stay out of the kitchen while you're trying to get stuff together. You'd be surprised having, you know, uh, a colorful oatmeal off to the side, you know, while everyone's like, I'm hungry, I'm ready for food, you know, to start. And you're like, dinner or whatever time you're going to eat between noon or whatever, people still want something for breakfast. So I do have a couple of um, great colorful oatmeals where I add berries and stuff on that just to give you something, some fiber and something pretty hearty before you get started. I'm a big fan of potatoes and I do have a um, vegan mac and cheese, which my son keeps having me make over and over again for him and friends. So that, <laughs> that's in there um, that he just seems to love. He's always so excited about it. So those, those are some of the favorites. I mean, I still do collard greens and all those things. I just don't yeah. see meat. But um, my mac and cheese, I have a couple of potato bowls in there with chickpeas, which are a favorite. And then just to get people to get out of the kitchen and leave you alone, sometimes getting a, a good oatmeal with some vanilla and um, cinnamon and adding some berries on top and putting some um, fresh walnuts on there can kind of, you know, put you to the side while you're waiting for the, the food to get ready. Right. Yeah, that, that's definitely a great idea too. to kind of get get the bellies get something on the belly before they uh, hound yeah. you yeah <laughs> picking and always on your shoulder yeah. <laughs> while you're yeah. trying to get stuff Tasting. together <laughs> yeah. you know they got a full plate of right of exactly exactly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> now what advice would you give to someone who is looking to improve their health um someone who maybe, you know, consider it plant-based, but hasn't tried it yet, or, you know, just getting started. What advice would you give them? You know, I'd say like, I think Google and the internet is your best friend. Think about the things that you like to eat, or if you have ailments, unfortunately, there's a lot of us who do, whether it's high blood pressure or diabetes, or if it's if you're trying to avoid something or you're pre-diabetic, sometimes you can look that up and find out what are the foods that can help with that ailment. And that might help you change your diet a little bit more and just pick out the ones that are your favorite. There's quite a few folks that I know that have arthritis and they, and I tell them, you know, why don't you look up the veggies that, that help, you know, fight inflammation, just Google that. Or there's some that say, you know, I just, you won't get enough protein. That is not true. Green vegetables give you protein. Kale, spinach, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, just look it up and say, what green vegetables will give me protein or which veggies give you protein? You will find a long list of them and you'll be surprised that a combination of them will be a lot more protein that you will get in a steak, especially due to the size. And you also find that the steak is not going to digest itself. It's going to sit in your system versus you having those greens and letting those pass through your body. So it is not true that you cannot have protein from green vegetables. They all have protein in them. And if you Google it, you'll see how much each one has. And in my cookbook, I put every single recipe. That's really why I put that in there so that you can see what is the protein count and the calorie count of everything because you can still get protein through vegetables. Awesome. 
And if they are still confused at all about protein, I did an entire podcast episode <laughs> about <laughs> how do we get our protein yeah. in a plant-based diet? Yeah, yeah. along with I the scientific studies and so why, yeah, plant predominant protein is, is what you really want instead of meat-based protein anyway, uh, for a number of I'll reasons. I'll share that with more people because I get that yeah. all Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's one of the I, I googled recently uh, most common uh, questions to ask a vegan, and, and that one, of course, was number one. You know, yeah. where do you get your protein? <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. We are not walking around, you know, protein malnourished. So that's for sure. <laughs> one of the other things I like to do with the podcast, we do an Ask the Expert segment. For our Ask the Expert segment, what is a way that you can saute vegetables without the use of oil? I, you know, I don't use oil as much. You can steam veggies with water. I've had several people come in to the restaurant that couldn't have oil in their diet. And so you can definitely use steam and water. And you don't, if you keep things on low, you don't have to, a lot of veggies have water within. Hmm. So you notice that when you're cooking something, and even if you did use oil, you notice there's a lot of liquid in there once you put a hood on, because there's already water within it. So you don't need oil to saute veggies, a lot of them have, especially peppers, mushrooms, all of those are filled with water. Um, as long as you have just a little bit of water in there and you have it on a low temperature, you don't need oil to um, saute any of those veggies. Yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah, for sure. Of using that that natural water that comes out of those vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. I do too is I'll use vegetable broth sometimes, but yeah, but I didn't even, you know, consider like what you said. Yeah, a lot of them have natural uh, water in them. So yeah. Yeah, fresh herbs. Um, I know you didn't ask me about this. You mentioned oil, but I find that herbs from my garden that I grow help season things so much better than something that you would have, you know, off the shelf quite some time. So you'll find that, you know, just put a little bit of water and fresh herbs. It tastes so much better than if you were to have something that was, you know, that was an oil. It's it, the, the, it just tastes better in my opinion. Yeah. And you can add, you can mix them together. I know some people don't like to add like maybe a sage or an oregano when um, it's, you know, been bottled. But if you're taking it fresh from outside, the herb tastes so much better when you're, you know, you're, you're cutting them up and adding them all together. Right. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more of that flavor from, from it being fresh. Yeah. Versus it being dried out. Yeah. And bottled. Yeah. Oh, that's a great tip. So yeah. I hope folks took some notes there for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Jaja, thank you so much for coming on the show. So where can listeners taste some of your delicious food and then where can listeners find you online? So I will have, um, starting in January, about two events, maybe more in the summer, a month, um, with the food truck. And so you can find out information. I'm going to post all of the events, um, later in December, you can find that the information at www.exposedvegan.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, Exposed Vegan, Exposed Vegan um, in both areas. And I'm often on Twitter. And then if you want to follow my personal journey, because I share everything there, you can follow me, Jaja Porter, on uh, um, Instagram. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much. And I'll be sure to list all of those things in the show notes also that so that our listeners can definitely get some of this delicious plant-based food and your son's famous, because we're calling them famous here, these vegan cookies (laughs) that you got to (laughs) get for sure. All right. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.